Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome back to another episode of A Villa Theory. That was nice. I'm, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm CJ, and I'm here with my wife, Nicole, and today we're going to talk to you about a number of different things. First on our list, selling your car. Uh, so we, we... Just jumping right in it, I'm huh? jumping right in No, okay, all right. <laughs> we can st- take a step back. Fun fact, we just upgraded our whole podcast situation to have two microphones mm-hmm. so it it was surprisingly difficult to figure out how to get this working in garage yes. band but yeah um but it's working and we're we're hopeful that the the quality will come out okay so we'll see what happens yeah but. i also want to give a shout out a to shout out. uncle paul and oh aunt betty yes. they both reached out to us they've been listening to our episodes oh my gosh we have fans <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted to say thank you Yes, thank, thank you, you so for much. listening, uh, all of you listeners mm-hmm. out there. We really love your feedback, and we're having a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, sharing so. your thoughts about this in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's kind mm-hmm. of a fun medium. We just uh, sit down and get to tell our stories as if we were sitting down over a meal with you. Which we don't get to do these days. I know, because we're all stuck inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so should we talk about your car first? <laughs> I'm so you, excited you to are, talk about yeah. it. So I had this idea, everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's stuck at home. We're stuck at home. I'm work from home. Nicole is at home taking care of the kids, taking care of the house. We don't need two cars. We had two cars, which were completely necessary when we both worked outside of the house. We were both going somewhere every day or even just like once a week needed to both be somewhere outside of the house at the same time. But no one's going anywhere. No one's going anywhere these days. And it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. And if you remember back to an earlier episode, we talked about our like financial theory around cars. Um, And so when like early, early in our relationship, we had this idea, let's buy a car and then um, not buy another car until five years later. Mm -hmm. And at that five year mark, it'll be the other person's car. Right. And then we'll wait five more years and buy another car. Yep. And so the, the policy or like the process was, Nicole, you are so special. You get to be the first one to get a new car. So in 2011, we mm-hmm. got you a new car. Mm-hmm. And then five years later, it was my lucky chance to get a new car. Yep. So I got a new car. Yep. And then we were going to wait five more years to get another new car. Right? Right. So, and so that's kind of like coming up. And the whole, the whole reason, you want to tell the whole reason behind this process? Yeah. Well, the whole thought process is that we don't ever want to have... Well, originally, we thought we don't ever want to have more than one car payment at a time. But as we have grown mm-hmm. um, and learned about finances in general, we don't want to have a car payment at all if we can help it. Yeah. And so um, it's been really nice to know, like, okay, I'm supposed to be getting a car in 2021. And so for the past like two years, we've been thinking, okay, well, what kind of car do I think I want? How much money is that going to cost? Let's start putting money aside now. Mm-hmm. And then CJ has been reading a ton about the um, best way to get the most for your money. And I mean, buying a brand new car really is not the best use of your money. It's probably the worst use of money mm-hmm. other than buying like a new boat, like buying a brand new watercraft, probably mm-hmm. the worst. Mm-hmm. Buying a new car, probably the second worst. So which book? I always forget. Is okay, it Millionaire so yeah, Next the, Door? The Millionaire Next okay. Door. Highly recommend. Go check that out. So his theory was that you should buy a car when it's three years old, right? Yeah, you buy a new car. Or like this this wasn't really the theory. It was a study of a bunch of millionaires. Oh, wow. Yeah, and like what, what kind of like patterns they 
or like habits they practice. And you, you know, I, it's been such a long time since I read the book that I like don't remember 100% all the details, but mm-hmm. this is um, what stuck with you. This, yeah, this bit is what stuck with me. Accurate or not, this is what <laughs> this is what I kept with me. In that, um, there were a couple of facts. One, millionaires generally buy F-150s. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, number two, they generally buy their car three years old and then they sell it when it's six years old. So they just keep their cars for three years and they never, uh, they never finance the car. So they always pay cash for the car every single time they buy it. And so that kind of stuck with me. And I read that after we made the like deal in our right. family that we would that buy every like 10 every years. 10 years, we'd get a new car. Right. Um, so that might get adjusted, but that immediately made us think okay so in 2021 when it's nicole's turn to buy a car it's going to be a 2018 yeah and so it's already 2020 so we can already start looking at 2018s and trying to figure out which car that i am most interested in which then gives us a price point yes so it was just a normal day Mm -hmm. i was running errands and (laughs) (laughs) cj was like you know how you wrote up that like research doc about why you wanted an air purifier and i was like yeah he's like i'm doing that right now yeah i was like okay do you want to tell me anything about it he's like no let me just finish it up (laughs) and then then we'll see and i was like all right she receives a 10 page pdf (laughs) tps report in her i knew nothing about it and so i opened it up and it's like reasons why we should sell your car right now yeah and i was like what? Yeah. Why would we do that? Am I getting a new car right now? I was so excited. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pull up the doc just because yeah. I can't remember all the details, but um, that was not the case. Uh, I'm not getting a new car right now. Yeah. So the this is this this was my this was my entire argument. Like, she she you're due for a new car 2021. Mm-hmm. It's the middle of 2020. No one is going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So here's what here's what I proposed. I proposed we sell the car as soon as possible. We take half the money and we invest it. We take the other half and we put it in savings. And by investing, I mean in a non-tax advantage brokerage account that we can have like relatively liquid. So um, we just use Robinhood and put it into like some index fund uh, so that maybe it grows. Uh, so we'll see with this election year, but um, th- there's a chance it goes up, right? And then we say, uh, my, my final piece of the proposal is we try to wait as long as possible to buy your new car. And so the thought process behind this was, number one, the car, um, your car had less than 100,000 miles, but not much less. Like if we no, kept driving if it you, around No, but if you town, think about the average, um, so my car was nine, almost 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the average is between like 12 and 15,000 miles a year. Mm-hmm. And my car had 97,000 miles on it. Yeah. So, you, so it was less than the average, mm-hmm. but it was just under 100,000. Yeah. And when you, you text me like, how many miles does your car yeah. have? And I was like, it was like 97997 or something. Yeah. And he was like, stop driving right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, please just take the truck. And yeah. So we wanted to, okay, so the car was less than 10 years old. It had just less than 100,000 miles. And I was like, okay, if we just, even if we kept it for the year mm-hmm. and we kept driving it around town, it would it would cross that 10-year mark and it would cross the 100,000-mile mark, which I thought were kind of like... Marketing-wise. Psychological indicate like uh, psychological uh, thresholds or milestones mm-hmm. in a used car buyer's mind, right. right? And so I was like, okay, let's like quickly stop driving and then figure something out um so i i 
I thought he was, you know, I didn't actually think you were crazy at first. Okay. I was like, you know what, this makes sense. Like, we are never out of the house separately. Yeah. Never. And if we, actually, I can't even remember the last time we were. Yeah. And I'm sure we could have made it work with one car. I think we could have been in one car for a while now. And we've had one car before in San Francisco when we were... I know, but I was home with babies. I was, and you. And I, I had mean, public transportation. Public transportation is still. so much better yeah. in San Francisco. But we've done this before. Yeah, to you're say. right. We have done this before. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. This makes sense. You also reminded me we're going to be saving money on insurance, car insurance. Oh yeah. We're going to be saving money on registration, mm-hmm. all of the like maintenance things that mm-hmm. need to happen. We had just put brand new tires on my car. Yeah. It had new brakes last fall. It had a new battery, like. A year ago so it really was in like kind of perfect condition mm-hmm. to sell yeah I yeah I, I want to brag a little bit about the presentation because I was like in my research document that I sent yes. to you about the reasons why we should sell <laughs> uh-huh. I have it listed out like here are all the sort of like cost of ownership expenses outside of gas that it uh, that are involved in just having a car even if you're not like driving it a ton or driving it crazy or whatever you just it costs money every single year to have a car and so all the things you just mentioned mm-hmm. I estimate that adds up to around uh, I think it was 1800 a year Christopher we are really big nerds we are super I am nerds. looking at this document with him right now and so he's got like this I have all these options broken down. It's probably like a five-page document. (laughs) Here are the options, and uh, here are what I think your questions are going to be, and here are my answers. And then I've gone through (laughs) and commented, like, well, what about this? And Mm -hmm. how about this? And he has gifts in there. Yeah, animated (laughs) gifts help communicate. Yeah. So this is a new new, new communication norm within our family that we're experimenting with, and I think it's good because it lets us sort of uh, get all of our thoughts on paper and it, for me, as a person who thinks out loud, it can be, I, I, I found that it can be stressful for you yeah. to hear me think through things out loud with mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, are we going to move or are we not going to move? Right. Are we going to buy the yeah. thing or are we not going to buy the thing? Are we going to re, like renovate that or are we not going to renovate that? And I'm really just kind of like working through it out loud. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that I love about this is I can work it through. I can work through the entire thing and try to think through um, and brainstorm all of my thoughts and get them on paper before I come to you and present it to you. And like, yeah. as part of it, I can convince myself otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I can be like, okay. So I then once you present it. it, you know, like, okay, yeah, I do actually want to do this. Yeah, and then exactly. when I receive it, I, I am like, okay, I, I know where you are now. Let me see if I agree yeah. and what questions I have. Totally. And for this particular thing, like it just made sense. Although it happened the same way with the air purifier. Like it did. I think we just do such a great job researching that the other person's like, yeah, absolutely. That makes 100% sense. Uh, yeah. No. I think that the buying an air purifier mm-hmm. and selling your car were things that we both had to convince the other person of. Mm-hmm. And just having a casual conversation like in passing at breakfast or something wouldn't have been enough. And I think that right now, especially as I'm working like a ton, right? I think that we've had like fewer of those times where we can really like chew through stuff together. Mm-hmm. It's true. And You've so, been so busy yeah. that I'm just like, I'm not even going to bother because I know he's just going to be thinking about so many other things yeah. that he's not going to be able to give the time that I want to this thing. Yeah. So this made sense. So I agreed. 
Yep. And I was like, when are we going to do this? Because mm-hmm. I'm definitely the type of person that's like... You don't want to dream. You want to just like execute. Yeah, let's like do it day. right now. Yeah, yeah. And so I've never sold a car before. I, I, re- I was remembering that I had sold a car on Craigslist a really long time ago, but it was like a $300, like not significant car. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had, of course, gone on um, KBB, Kelly yep. Blue Book, yep. to see what the value of my car was. And it's so tough to really to price it because mm-hmm. it gives you such a wide range. Like I yeah. think the absolute lowest are we giving prices? Is that okay? Sure, yeah. Okay. The absolute lowest was like four thousand and then the highest was eight thousand. Yeah. It's like, okay, where does my car fit mm-hmm. in that? So this is a this was a twenty eleven Mitsubishi Outlander Sport Outlander Sport SE, fully loaded. It had like everything you could want. It had a sauna. It had <laughs> I don't know that it was actually room. fully loaded. I mean, it had like cloth seats. Yeah. And I thought that was like fully loaded for Mitsubishi. Like they don't oh, even maybe. do leather. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it did have like navigation system. It was a great little car. I it loved it. It was so good. Sat Four in a garage drive. whenever it wasn't being used. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. White. But still, yeah. it was the first time selling a car. And yes. so I was like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I got it washed. Yeah, <laughs> and I cleaned the inside and got the oil changed, and then we just took some really awesome pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I went through my glove compartment, and I still had the sticker from the dealership that they mm-hmm. stick on the window that tells you everything that is included. So I um, typed all of that up, and um, did we do anything else? I think you. Oh, so like. You got the oil change like last second, right? Like I did, super last second. Yeah. So, um, so you typed everything up and then you posted it and then. Okay. So, I, before we get into the story of how we sold it, yeah. Um, I think that we also want to share things we feel like we did well, and things we, we will probably wrong. do yeah, differently for sure. next time. Yes. Should we share that after the story? Um. Let's, how about we tell the story and then at the end we share the learnings. Okay. Yeah. So we had the car pretty much prepped, we felt like. Yeah. There were one or two things I would have liked to have done, um, but I was like, I just want to get this posted and start getting some interest. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing I think I did wrong is that I should have trusted in my network and in CJ's network. Yeah. I, I would... I think the first step should have been to post it just privately among our friends mm-hmm. and our family mm-hmm. and let them share it if they wanted to um, and just try to sell it word of mouth. Yep. But I didn't do that. Instead, I posted it on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did a great job. Yeah. The, <laughs> it, the, like, the listing was beautiful. The listing yeah. was very detailed and um, fantastic photos and within five minutes, somebody asked if they could come see it. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. And I was like, okay. I don't remember how, for the price point, we just... So it was like, hold on. It was like five minutes, someone asked. And then at seven minutes, someone else asked. Right. And then at 25 minutes, someone else asked. And then like, right. we had like six people coming to do... Right. So, I, okay. So here's what I expected. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would post it and then over the course of the week, people would kind of be wishy-washy and say like, I think I want to come see it. When can we set up a time? Mm-hmm. Oh, Wednesday. Oh, this person's coming Friday. This. I thought we were going to go through this for at least a week, yeah. maybe more. Um, so I had like CJ's schedule already because he was going to meet with the people. Mm-hmm. That was our deal. I was going to like 
do all the administrative end of it, but he had to talk to the people. And um, she was like, I want to come tonight. Can I come at six? And I was like, uh, yeah, that's fine. Sure, come tonight. Then the next person's like, I want to come tonight. Can I come at six? And I was like, I have someone at six. Can you come at 6.30? They're like, no, no, no. Um, I'll come at 5.30. And I was like, okay. And then another person. And it just like kept yeah. going. And they wanted to come earlier and earlier. Yeah. As soon as you said like, oh, I've already got someone coming at that time. They're like, oh, well, then I'll come even earlier. Yeah. And that really should have tipped us off then that either inventory for something like this was low mm-hmm. um, or we had the price absolutely wrong. Yeah. So we, we listed it for 6500 Mm-hmm. And we thought the my reason for sixty five hundred was when we looked at the Kelly Blue Book pay band or like a estimate mm-hmm. for the range of that car at like what we with with all the exact features picked, um, sixty five hundred was smack in the middle of that range. And I was right. like, this is perfect. We show the Kelly Blue Book thing. We show like where it landed in the range. Yeah. And uh, and it was honestly there. way more. Than we were hoping to get. Yes. So we felt comfortable with it. I yeah. was like, we'll put 6,500. I'm sure someone's going to offer us six and I'm okay with fine. that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable with that. So I hop in my car and take it to get the oil changed because <laughs> I hadn't done that yet. Yeah. It's like three o'clock and my mind is racing. You know, I've, I've talked about the process with your parents and my parents and I knew that I um, needed to have the title ready and I knew that I needed to download the bill of sale from the DMV, but I had no idea how to fill any of those things out. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just running and CJ is slammed at work, so he can't help me at all. Mm-hmm. He's like, just, just get it ready. I'll meet them soon as my meeting's done at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just nuts. And um, it's really kind of overwhelming me, I think, as a people pleaser, because I want to make these people happy, mm-hmm. like come see my car, buy it. And they're already getting frustrated because they just, they want to be the one to buy it and they want to come now. Yeah. And that was a mistake on my end. I I needed to focus more on like the, uh, the balls in my court. like. Obviously, there is interest. I'm not going to have a problem selling this car. So make them wait for me when I'm ready and I've got all of my things set. So I get everything ready. It's like 448. And I'm like, okay, I've got everything. I feel confident about this. Here we go. And I get a call from my friend. And she's like, hey, I know you're going through a lot right now. She's my closest friend. So I had been texting her the whole time. And she was like, but my mom wants your car. <laughs> Pretty sure my mom wants it. She saw the listing. She loves it. Um, she's going to come right now and come see it. Now, we definitely um, would put family and friends first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I'd absolutely love to sell it to her. I've got people coming in like 15 minutes. And With one of cash, them says yeah. they have cash. So... You know, is she really coming? How's this work? Does she? I was like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know this is rude, but does she have cash? Because we've already got an offer. Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, she does. She's coming right now. <laughs> well, she lives in the south end of town, so it took her what felt like an eternity to get here, but it was probably an hour. Yeah. And we've got people outside looking at the car. They're just like hanging out around, waiting until one they lady know was like, "I'll give you six thousand. And she was super frustrated. She's like, "I had to leave a person in in roller. She was a hairstylist just yeah. to get here and like trying to make me feel guilty. But I was like, "I'll contact you if you know family passes up." And then we had a really nice couple, and um, they really wanted it. Yeah, they really, really wanted yes. it. They were desperate for a car and. 
we were like, I'm so sorry. You know, family members coming right now. We'll call you if they pass. And he was like, I'll give you $7,000 cash. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that's how it is these days. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So it was super awkward. We tried to do it. We masked up and we like did the test drives and stuff. And that was probably the, the part that I was, well, no. That was an uncomfortable part. The part I was least comfortable with was saying, like, I'm sorry, person that has that drove a long way mm-hmm. and has cash. Like, mm-hmm. you have to wait until we make sure that the family doesn't want it. Yeah. Um, and I I was shocked at how people were making offers without driving it. Yeah. Like, They're they just, like, just oh, showed up. They looked at it for two minutes, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. And they are like, all right, I'll give you 6000 like I'm like, what do they know that we don't know? Like, maybe they're going to, like, go turn around they, and yeah, sell it Are they going to resell it? I don't yeah. know. Like... Maybe. So anyway, the family member did come. She drove it. She liked it, but she decided it wasn't for her. Yeah. So we immediately called up the other guy and sold the car for mm-hmm. 7000 Went through the, all the paperwork, signed mm-hmm. over the title, signed mm-hmm. over everything. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of your, your car. I remember, like, that was crazy, like, being the only owner. It was the first time that we were, like, the single owner from a brand new car all the way through sale. It was, like, yeah. the entire life cycle of, like, maintaining and taking care of it and mm-hmm. oil changes and yep. getting the and batteries. He, and he the did pay cash, that. so that yeah. was awesome. Um, and so now we took the money and we split it, as we said, and we're saving up for the next car. We've already got our uh, seed fund ready mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. once we're at a point where we need another car is there anything else you would have done differently in that process for selling i think the very first thing is like try to spread out your announcement like first tell your friends and family and then wait an entire day yeah and then on the next day share it on facebook just to your friends group like so day one immediate friends group that you text with or hang out with every day Mm -hmm. day two Post on Facebook just to your friends and family mm-hmm. or like just to people who you're connected to. Right. And then day three, if neither of those work, day three, you post it on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't get anything on day three on day, Facebook Marketplace, you post on Craigslist. Right. So I agree with that in the sense that it, it um, would have caused us less stress, mm-hmm. but I don't think we would have gotten $7,000. If we had, hadn't done it the way we did it because it was the like demand yeah. of like, I really need this. I'll do whatever it takes that made them pay us Maybe. more. Yeah. Possibly. So I don't know. It was, it was a wild experience. It was definitely new and, uh, uncharted, especially like during COVID it was weird because everyone had to mask up and yeah. And you can't like, um, I don't feel like you can really convey your feelings with a mask on. Like, you know, people can't really tell if you're smiling and, um, it just made it really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I actually, the people who ended up buying it super sweet, um, but I gave them masks. So I was like, I'm sorry guys, but I don't really want you in my car with my husband without a mask on. Yep. That's okay. Uh, but it worked out. So anyway, we are down to one car. Down to one car. One car family. We still haven't left the house. (laughs) Is that hitting? Sorry. No, it's all right. Um... So yeah, go us. High five. High five. Um, so hopefully you don't need a car because we already sold ours. <laughs> Next time we will tell yeah. you before we, we tell the world. Yeah. I was like, oh man, we can go Insta Live. We can do. I know. Do all this stuff. We had all these plans. Yeah, I was trying to share that story with you where the guy like made this whole promotional video oh, to yeah. sell his like girlfriend's super old like Toyota mm-hmm. 
Corolla or something, mm-hmm. and they got like ten times as much money for it as it was worth, just because like the presentation I think really matters. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully next year, I'll be getting a new Timmy car, or the year after we'll see yeah. how the whole thing goes. Um, so was our last episode the air purification, the air air home air quality? Um, I th- think so. Pretty sure it was. It might have been the one before that though. Okay, so we talked about that, and since then we did get an air purifier we decided to go with the air doctor and i wanted to give a little update on it yeah let's hear it i mean you got it and you just plugged it in and then it just starts making the air clean right Right. how does this thing work (laughs) like what yeah yeah so that's basically all that you do you plug it in and that's it um but it has like multiple filters inside of it and it sucks the air in and then cleans it and Mm -hmm. then pushes it back out but it also has like a little um air quality monitor yeah, like it won't tell you uh, the air quality like number, mm-hmm. but it'll turn colors based on how clean the air is or isn't. And so when the air is clean, it's blue. And when it's... Um, kind of dirty. Yeah, then it's orange. And then when it's really dirty, it's red. So I always say like, ooh, look, she's angry over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I placed it... Uh, we have a pretty open concept. So I placed it in between the kitchen and the living room and dining room area. And um, at first, it was blue for a while mm-hmm. until I started cooking. Yep. And it every single day when I cook, it turns red. Yeah. It just really shows you how dirty, I guess, like the gas and the smoke coming mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the food and the oil is just really harmful. So it's also important to point out that like, before you get an air purifier, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. And one of them is every time you cook, you turn on the, the hood mm-hmm. fan. Mm-hmm. And you can also open your windows. Like, yeah, and I do that. I don't open yeah. the windows right now because of the weather. But I do turn on the fan, and it still turns red. Yeah. So I'm sure it helps, but um, it's still finding things to clean. And that didn't surprise me at mm-hmm. all. Like, I had expected that. And, in fact, it was pretty exciting. So I was like, yay, this thing does work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was surprising Mm -hmm. is that I kept noticing we were laying in bed and, um, so it's the, the air purifier is pretty quiet, but it does have sounds because there's a fan in there. And so the fan gets louder as it increases in, um, in power and speed and stuff. Yeah. So like when it's, when it's red, the fan is the loudest. And so I could hear the fan going off when we were in bed and I was like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. There's nobody's awake. There's nobody over where it is. How is this like going off right now? Mm -hmm. So I go out there and I realize it's the dishwasher. Yeah. The dishwasher is on and the air purifier is not happy about it. Well, I think it took, it might've taken us two nights. It definitely did. Why is this happening? Yeah. And then like there must've been a click or something in the dishwasher and we're like, oh, maybe Mm -hmm. it's the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. And so we started researching and. We found out that. Is the, like the, the dirtiest appliance in the whole mm-hmm. home. It's the most polluting appliance or something yeah. like that. Yeah, is the, dish, the dishwasher. The dishwasher. It's crazy. I had no idea. 100% thought that it that was not something that emitted any sort of chemical. It makes total sense because it's got scalding hot water on the inside. Yeah, and it has and the heating element for drying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it, it was crazy. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, maybe it's the soap I'm using, maybe. And that could be part of it, but... Mm-hmm. Based on the research that I've done, it's just the dishwasher. Yeah. I mean, it's made of plastic. So, of course, if you're going to heat up something that has plastic stuff. So now we've kind of changed the way that we... 
I tried really hard for a few days to hand wash as much as I could, but it's just not realistic all of the time. So yeah. instead, I fill the dishwasher, put the soap in, and then run it as soon as I go to bed. Yeah, that way everyone's kind of out of the out kitchen, of the kitchen and the, the air purifier yeah. will clean the air before we all get up and get back out there yeah. but i was shocked i could not believe it mm -hmm. and then i wanted to test uh, what i think is like the dirtiest <laughs> product i own and that is um hairspray no um oh, dry a, shampoo yeah, okay. <laughs> it's basically the same as hairspray though it's like aerosol mm -hmm. and it's got horrible fragrance to it um it's like no the, like horrible is in bad for you but it smells good right uh, yeah, you think yeah. it smells good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like the one thing I haven't been able to replace to something that's quote unquote clean. Um, and so I was like, I wonder what the air doctor will think of this. So I've used it in our bathroom and mm. I don't think the air doctor detected it. It's too far. Yeah. But the other day I used it like within 15 feet of it and man, she was angry. <laughs> And it stayed red for a while. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. Really bad. I need to get rid of it. But. Mm -hmm. The air doctor also has an ionizer, but it's like opt in. You have to like turn it on for it to work. Mm -hmm. And there was, there were like some debates online about um, ozone versus no ozone. So we need to do a little bit more research to kind of understand what the differences are between having that on and off. Mm -hmm. If you have information that you want to share with us about ionizers inside of air purifiers, yeah. we'd also, be happy to hear. Also, um, so I really like the Air Doctor. I do recommend it. When I bought it, it was on huge sale. If it's not on huge sale anymore and you do really want one, I know of <clears throat> codes that you can use that are like 50% off. So cool. if you decide that you are interested, let us know yep. and we can share that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Follow us on, uh, follow us on Instagram. There was a lot of juicy updates on Instagram about all this stuff. So we will, uh, we'll be posting there. Um, you can follow my personal page. See, I think I changed my name to CJFDev, which is like my, my, um, developer, my developer online persona. Cool. Which is, which is all good, but, um, Awesome. Well, thanks again for hanging with us. Yes. Thank you for listening. We love you. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.